Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What is up? Who are you? Wait, who are you? I know, I know, I know, I know. I was gone all of last week. I dreamt about the show, Shady. I thought about the show. I've missed you all. It's about to be a phenomenal show. Don't look at me like that. Are you on vacation? You thinking about us? You know the answer. I, I hope it's no. <laughs> I was thinking about you, Joy. Yeah, okay, thank you. Acho, I love My you dogs. guys. Well, look, I love you all, and we are back. This is Peak. I'm Emmanuel Acho. That is Dr. Joy Taylor. Joy, how are you? I'm great. I'm uh, wearing my Barbie pink. I haven't got my my Barbie fit off yet. Okay, so you I'm, got I'm going Did this you week. go? Did you go? I'm going this week. I'm very excited. Very excited. Eagles all-time Russian leader, LaShawn Shady McCoy. I almost forgot. I haven't said that in a week. I almost forgot. I, I almost mean, said the wrong team. True statement. It is. I, mean, yeah. I have not yet informed my outfit that I am back stateside, but nonetheless, <laughs> here we are. Okay, let's get to the news of the day. Jonathan Taylor. Looking for a contract extension, y'all. I cannot wait for this topic. Jonathan Taylor, superstar running back for the Colts. He had over 2,000 scrimmage yards just 16 months ago, but now he ain't getting the bread that he wants. Colts owner Jim Ursay said about trading him, quote, that it is a certainty they will not. This was followed by a report that Taylor reported back pain during his pre-training camp physical and failed the physical, which could result in withholding his salary. But then Jonathan Taylor took to Twitter and he responded, so much going on, so little time to get to it. He said, quote, one, never had a back pain. Two, never reported a back pain. Not sure who, quote, sources are, but find new ones thinking emoji. Let's get to it. Two, five. Mm-hmm. What's up, man? It's a great topic for the first it topic of the day. It absolutely oh, is. Yes. Shady, Jonathan Taylor and Jim Irsay, owner for the Colts, they are at odds right now. America, this is an incredibly fascinating story. It can really change the pendulum, really, of the AFC and what the Colts' trajectory is. But, Shady, whose side are you on, Jonathan Taylor or the Colts? Mm. I got to go with Jonathan Taylor. I love my running backs. I'm not being biased. This situation is a little different from, from the previous Situation with the running backs, right? Okay. Uh, especially with Saquon Barkley. When I look at Jonathan Taylor, first of all, I look at him in the same boat as uh, uh, McCaffrey, sure. right? Same boat as in the future, like Adrian Peterson, sure. right? Chris Johnson, yep. Sean McCoy, all these top dudes. See, I threw it in there. Did, he, yeah. did you hear that? <laughs> anyway, when I look at him, it's like he's going to be the guy to, I think, set the the, the, the running back market. You know, he's going to set it up. He's yeah. going to be one to, to change it. Where when I say that, okay, I, I, I can be honest and say that the, the whole market, as far as the running backs, that won't change. But the top tier guys, the, the, the one, the two, the three, they're going to make their money. I and mean, he's that type of guy. So my thing is, if he wants $60 million, that might be extreme. They might say that. Yep. But let's negotiate that. Where if other running backs may ask for that, like Saquon, I think he's really, really good, but I think they are different. 
he, you're not going to entertain it. Mm-hmm. You need to entertain what, what John Taylor is talking about. A month ago, I spoke to his agent, and he was talking about how he want to give him a new contract, and it's so tough right now. And he's like, what's the leverage? I'm like, the leverage is, first of all, I'm the best player in your offense. Mm-hmm. You just drafted a, a quarterback first round, right? Top 10 quarterback at yeah. that. And the best thing for a quarterback is, obviously, defense, game. but the biggest thing is a good running game. Come on now. Yes, and not only a regular running game, this is one of the top running backs in the league. Absolutely. Right? So my thing is, let's make this thing right. I, I get it. All these other teams with the running backs, they're, they're not making it right. There's only a certain few running backs that are getting paid their true worth. He's one of them. Mm-hmm. So when the owner says, listen, I'm not trading him. You know, if you don't get a contract, the, the player always says, I want to trade. That's how it works. I'm not trading him. That's what the owner said. Well, what you going to do? If you want to be part of this team for the future, we got to make some type of agreement, meet in the middle. So I truly agree with Jonathan Tyler, what he's saying, his agent wants to do. He should be paid a certain amount of money that he's well-deserved because he's a hell of a player. Joy, I am on the side of common sense. And I do not like when, not what Jonathan Taylor's doing. I I love what Jonathan Taylor's doing. I don't like the when of it all. I don't like the timing of it at all. If Jonathan Taylor was going to do something like this, it would need to occur after a a season that was as statistically great as his second year. His second year, he led the league in scrimmage touchdowns. Mm -hmm. He led the league, I believe, in scrimmage yards. Had over 2,000 scrimmage yards. The dude was an absolute icon, an absolute beast. But after his third year, America... He had 800 yards because he dealt with an ankle injury that occurred week four, and he had to deal with that throughout the duration of the season. Not only that, the Colts were so bad that they drafted a pick in the top five because that is what their record dictated. Y'all remember the tumultuousness of the Colts season last year? Head coach gets fired in the middle of the season, then you hire Jeff Saturday. It's just not a good year for anybody to be asking for money, particularly if you were hurt. I love what Jonathan Taylor's doing. I just don't love the when of it all. I'll say it like this. You should never rob a man his first fortune. And Jonathan Taylor is robbing himself his first fortune. Play through the season. Hit free agency. You're not a first-round pick. They can't pick up a fifth-year option. Hit free agency and then go try and get a bag. But don't put a pause to your fourth-year season when your third-year season paled in comparison to your second season. I don't like the when, but I do like the what. Whose side are you on? Well, you know me. I'm usually on the the side of the man. It's just very standard. Um, particularly this organization. I, I, I forgot all of the reasons why they were terrible last year. Thank you for reminding me. Um, you know, I, I feel like I was told I was going to be really wrong about that. Turns out I was super right. Anyway, obviously I'm on Jonathan Taylor's side. If you're going to continue to not pay these players, this position is eventually going to suffer. We mm-hmm. talked about this a lot last week. Kids are seeing how you guys are treating running backs. Yeah. Best players are not going to keep playing this position knowing that this is the type of money that they're going to go into. So not that I'm putting all of this at the feet of the Colts. I think it's a bigger league-wide conversation. But I thought about it this morning and all of the, the pushback that running backs are getting. Top running backs, too. Players that have had real impact on winning. As you said, they have a rookie quarterback. You would That's think right. you want to shore up that position. Right? With somebody who has, ha- has shown the ability to be a top player in the league. The running back position touches the ball the third most of any player on the field. You've got the center, mm-hmm. you've got the quarterback. The next player to touch the ball at a high rate is the running back. The running back has the pill in their hands, the third most of any other player Sweet on book. the field. 
Brandon Marshall, a friend of ours, had 21 receptions in a game December 13th of 2009. That's the most receptions by a wide receiver in a game ever. That same game, the Broncos running back, Sean Moreno, had 23 carries and three extra receptions. So the most a wide receiver who gets paid way more right. than a running back in this league right now and is trending up while running backs are trending in the opposite direction, in that very game, the running back touched the ball, touched the football more than Brandon Marshall did. This idea that these top running backs are just completely replaceable is, to me, a bit of a myth, especially when you're talking about guys like a Jonathan Taylor, like a Saquon Barkley. So I have to be on their side. Look at the situation that the Colts are in right now at the running back position. Sound good, not trading him. Totally replaceable, right? That's what we're hearing from the Colts. What happened to Zach Moss today? Shoulder injury? Yep. Out. Shoulder. Broken uh-huh. arm. arm. Broken yep. arm. arm. Going to miss six weeks. Who else do they have on the roster right now? Deion Jackson. They have a rookie, Evan Hull. A rookie, great. Rookie could totally replace Jonathan Taylor, right? Then I thought about it some more. Do rookies actually have the same level of production as the top-level veteran no. running backs? Mm-mm, not possible. But everyone keeps saying, just draft another running back, right? Just draft another running back. That's what Jonathan Taylor was told on, on social media. Just draft another running back. So let's look at it. Let's compare the rookies to the veteran running backs in the league over the last year and the production. If it's that easy to replace these top-level running backs, then the statistics should show that running backs just pop in the league and have the same level of production. This is the last three seasons. I don't know. It looks like veteran running backs are putting up a lot more production. But they, I mean, who's, hold on. Who said draft another running back? Everyone. Everyone is saying draft another running back. You can't draft another... Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I don't. I, they, they don't the rookies don't even start. That doesn't make sense. They, they. John, oh, but you have examples of that even yeah, with the Yeah, they just talk. They just talking. The dilemma, though, for me, Joy, isn't how valuable Jonathan Taylor is because we. Well, no, it's not He's, how talented Jonathan Taylor is. We know how talented Jonathan Taylor is. You could debate, well, just how valuable is he? That's not the debate I want to go. Ah, he's because he. He's me, super valuable. For me, it's if you look around and uh, Zeke Elliott pulled this same move after his third year in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember Zeke's first three years. He went right. crazy. I agree. I mean, Zeke went crazy his first three years. So Zeke was like, hey, I want that extension. And Jerry finally folded. Zeke was in, I think, Cabo or Cancun during camp. Jerry finally folded. Gave him that 90-plus million dollars. I believe it was pushing 14, 15, 16 a year. But the problem, in return, we saw Zeke continue to decline and decline and decline and decline. You can't compare any one player. But I do think you can gather information as you look at these position groups and you can say to yourself, okay, Jonathan Taylor, in your best season, your 2000 scrimmage yard season, what happened? We lost week 17, no, 18, because the NFL added that extra week, and we didn't make the playoffs. Lost to the Jags. You have 15 carries, 77 yards. We didn't make the playoffs. I'm just wondering, Shady, like, if you are the Colts and he has one more year on his deal and now after an 800-yard season, he's like, pay me an absorbent amount of money, the timing See, is just off. Th- this is the issue that I have when people say stuff like that because yep. there's so many other layers to why they didn't make the playoffs. Not Jonathan Taylor. He was the best thing for that offense. Absolutely was. He didn't say anything about Carson Wentz who, who gave the game away, right? But they're going to pay him. Mm-hmm. That's what I hate about this league sometimes. And I love the NFL. It's done a lot for me and my family. But some of the small things, I, 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 it really just... It makes you so mad and angry because, like, why are we arguing the fact that should we pay or not? If you want to argue how much, I, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, we want to pay you, you know, you deserve it. 16 is too much. Cool with that. But when you say you, you don't give him nothing close to his value, that's when you have an issue. 
Jonathan Taylor is a type of running back that you just can't find in any draft. They can't just, at all. Joe, you just said that about the rookies. You can't, you can't just find it of anywhere. Not. Of course not. Right? And I think that, like, there's so many other players that get paid, right? And they don't win, mm-hmm. but they still get their money. When you look at him as a, as a player, being there, you don't want to go and see your fourth year without a deal. Sure. Right? That's a lecture of the contract. Sure. Anything can happen. I did that. I, my, my third year, I got a contract because, come on, it's time to get paid. Yep. I'm nice. Pay me. Every year is not going to be a great year. It's football. But Shady, you're going to get injured. What about as a businessman? Because you were both an elite player, but now I would suggest that you were also becoming an R, an elite businessman. You know better than to go ask for an absorbent amount of money after an 800-yard season when the year before you had 1,800. So, so this is my so okay. This is my thing though. So every year he, he should he should never get hurt. Think about it. Let's just think about it. You talking about business? Let's think about it. Right? He should never get hurt. Never? No, that's not, what that's I'm not realistic. That's not what I'm suggesting. That's what you, but if well, I'm, what, what I'm, I'm saying is, that, is there's a time and place. Why would he care about the Colts' timing? This is his money and his career. I got to ask when it's convenient for you. Right. It, because it's the Colts' money. It's, okay, he, but he I'm not going to be mad money. at him for asking money when it's time for him to get paid. By the way, for all this, what happened with Zeke, Zeke got his money, mm-hmm. but, but, which, but, by the way, which, by the way, he earned. It's the juxtaposition of this position of running back that when if you pay someone for their past performance, that's what that's what gets you to the point. Your past performance is what gets you to a point where you can ask for more money. That's right. Then it's what your projected performance will be. Sometimes people fall off. Sometimes they don't. But if I'm in a position where I have any kind of leverage, which, by the way, now Jonathan Taylor does, they are depleted at this position. Why would I not ask for money because it's inconvenient for you? I don't mind him asking. I'm just thinking about what are you asking for and when are you asking for it? I remember when Texas was trying to get more, University of Texas, my alma mater, Shady, they were trying to get more uh, uh, NIL money and they were trying to get more from oh, like I mean, university. They I mean, were trying to get all they're, that. They're good but at that. This was, this They've was, been paying players for years. This <laughs> was before the NIL had actually come through. Okay. So they had sent me like this list of demands that they wanted to send to the athletic director. The players on the team, they sent me this list of demands they're like, hey, Acho, can you proofread this list of demands? I was reading through it, right? I was like, okay, you know, we don't want mandatory study hall every day. We don't want this. We don't want that. And then I got to, we mandate that we want black jerseys. I was like, come on, y'all. <laughs> like, I can't take y'all seriously. There are some things that you can demand, and there's sometimes to make certain asks, but sometimes the ask that you are making, it just don't even sound right. Joy, to make the ask for 15 or 16 million dollars after an 800 yard season, to me, but, it just don't even but sound they, but right. But them not talking numbers is the problem. If, if you're talking about, okay, well, I need to negotiate and we need to negotiate what you're asking for, of course, that's what these, these deals are. Very rarely does someone walk in the room and say, this is what I want, and then they give it to them. Of course, they're going to negotiate. But the idea that he is asking for his money in this year is actually quite standard. And I don't care about what happened last year. We know the type of talent that he is. I'm not laying the disaster me, that was the me, Colts last year at the feet of Jonathan Taylor. Let me ask you this, though. So I, I get what you're saying. He had a bad year last year. He was hurt, whatever. Why would he ask for money? But if you look at his whole his whole career so far with the, with, with the Colts yep. and going forward, do you think he'll be successful? I believe so. I think so. I think he's been a beast. So that's my beast. thing. When you come and get a contract, the first thing you said is, what have you done in the past to get you to this point to ask for more money? Right. Now that I'm here, if you think that I'm going to do better for the future, 
He should get money. That's how it works. I'm paying for half what you did already and half what you're going to do. And he's still young enough, and I do think that he, he's, he has a different skill set than other running backs. He's a beast. Backs. Like, Jonathan Taylor's highs has proven to be Boy. higher than just about any running back in football. I'm glad he's asking for money. I would just advise to do it at a different time, but I hope he gets it. Jim Mercer, though. Hey, that man. He don't seem like he's playing around. Okay, coming up, this is a conversation that not enough people are having. Kyler Murray, we know he tore his ACL last year, but should the Cardinals consider sitting their number one overall pick from just a few years ago for the entirety of the season? I'll tell you exactly why they should when we return. Remember, check us out every day on the Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM. soccer fans are you ready for the 2023 fifa women's world cup as we are that's right australia and new zealand look out state of the union is coming and we'll be going above and beyond down under we'll have new podcast episodes every single match day so follow alexi lawless's state of the union on the fox app youtube or wherever you get your podcasts getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, this was a sports action of the weekend. Checking in on our Ooh, social life. Oh, weighted super fight Saturday night. Terrence Crawford came out on top with a ninth round man. TKO over Errol Spence Jr. to win the undisputed welterweight champ. Shady, what you thinking, man? Undisputed two times. Bud Crawford is the truth. Listen, I'll tell you this. I told you how big this fight was. Yep. Errol Spence is one of the best welterweight fighters in the world. And they were on the same, I guess, class, right? But then when you watch that fight, he made him look average. Bud Crawford is different. I mean, to be undisputed at, at 140 and then at 147, he just showed the tremendous boxing skill. I mean, the, the spacing, the distance, he was so much more quicker. He's beating Errol Spence to the, the point every time. I mean, his jab was like a, like a hook, right? He was, he was beating him around. I've never seen Errol Spence cut like that. So Bud Crawford, I'm going to say this right now for the world to hear me out. Top 10, dead or alive, mm. Terrence Crawford, the truth. Yeesh. Shady, the truth. talk to me about the magnitude of that fight. 2015, oh, I was at Mayweather-Pacquiao. Yeah. I remember, like, that was the last huge mega fight. But this got a big draw. Talk to me about the magnitude. Just because these guys are so great. Like, Errol Spence been great since a kid, since an amateur. He's built his resume up. He's, he's, he had all the, all the belts, right? The only belt that he didn't have was the one that Crawford had. And then you look at Crawford. Crawford's been a, a beast. He hasn't had the same resume, so that was like a big question. Like, can he beat Earl Spence? And then you see that the, the, the Vegas lines were so close. I think it was like minus 150 to like plus 120. And it was a close fight before we got to the fight. And then we got to the fight, you just seen Terrence Crawford. I mean, he actually outboxed him. Spence tweeted out immediately after saying, I want a rematch. Did he earn the right to get a rematch? Well, he a big dog. He's a big fish. I mean, Errol Spence, people, they, they look at this fight and say, oh, he lost. But no, he's a big deal. So I think that they're going to get the rematch at 154. It'll be a good fight. I just don't see where the difference is. I think that Errol will be bigger, probably his natural weight. it will be a little stronger. But I mean, if you look at the speed from Terrence Crawford, the defense, the athletic ability to move around the ring, the spacing, the distance, the jab. Errol Spence's best thing is his jab. He uses his jab to then get close to, you know, to get, uh, then he goes to the body. He couldn't touch Crawford. Craw I never seen a, a, a box match with two greats, and the other great was just so calm, breathing, comfortable. I don't know, man. I mean, 
I love them both, <laughs> but Crawford is the real deal. Well, speaking of big fish, we got to talk about Kyler Murray, former number one overall pick of the Arizona Cardinals, and he's working his way back from an ACL injury that he suffered in December. Remember, Murray talked about his recovery over the weekend, and he said he's, quote, taking it one day at a time, close quote. Joy, when I read that quote from Kyler Murray, I got to thinking the Cardinals might want to consider sitting Kyler Murray all season. Mm. Now, though I cover the NFL on Saturdays, I also cover college football for Fox. And there is a name that many of you will start to learn a lot more about. Caleb Williams, quarterback mm. of USC, Heisman winner. Remember the Cardinals hold the Houston Texans first round pick. And the Cardinals obviously hold their own first-round pick. That is two stabs at a top-flight pick in next year's draft. Kyler Murray, we know he has the talent. But we've always questioned, does he have the leadership? This year's really a wash for the Arizona Cardinals. You got a new head coach. Yeah. You got a quarterback coming off an ACL injury. You got uh, receivers that are uh, injured. You got DeAndre Hopkins has been traded. Zach Ertz is coming off an injury as well. You got a lot of question marks. This season's probably going to be a waste anyway. I'm just thinking the Cardinals have no reason to play Kyler Murray. It makes no sense to me. So, Joy, should the Cardinals consider sitting Kyler all season or, or no? Uh, I mean, I think they got 160 million guaranteed reasons to <laughs> yeah. play Kyler Murray. I, I hear you, and conceptually that, that sounds good, but what if you do all that and you don't get Caleb Williams? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> ah. We ain't doing that. That doesn't sound good at all. It's like, ugh. <laughs> Nobody likes that, which is entirely possible. I mean, what, what happened with the Texans this year? Mm -hmm. You, there's no guarantee you're going to get the number one overall pick. No, and Caleb sure. Williams is going number one overall. Yes. He will be the number one the pick. And the he will be the number one pick in, in next year's draft. So you can just go ahead and bet that. He will be there. So unless you have the number one overall pick, and whoever gets Caleb Williams is not going to care about how many tricks, how many picks you have to try and move in that space. <laughs> Click anyway, call somebody else. So I, I, don't, I don't love the idea of trying to go for that when you have someone that you have paid. Like, he's... He signed a four-year, $230 million year or, or contract with 160 guarantee that doesn't kick in until next year. Mm -hmm. So, yes, you could, in theory, move Kyler Murray. Someone will take that contract in Kyler Murray because he's young and he's talented right, and correct. the need for a quarterback position is as high as it is. But he's been paid. When he's available, I think he's going to play. Here's my thought. Shady, like Joyce hit the nail on the head. I think you could move him. There are about five to seven you quarterbacks. You can find a way. There's, find yeah, a way. Yeah. Five to seven quarterbacks, Shady, in my mind, that are kind of elder statesmen that I'm ambiguous on. Right. Whether it is Derek Carr, whether it is Matthew Stafford, whether it is Russell Wilson, whether it is Kirk Cousins, whether it's Jimmy G. I know people might not like to hear this, but even Dak Prescott. Even, even in Washington, you won't. Washington, they yeah. have a decisions up there. There are about five to seven, 29 to 36 year old quarterbacks that next year, I don't know what their fate will be. Right. Somebody would want yeah. Kyler, yeah. but are the Cardinals that somebody? Should they consider sitting them all season or should they just play? That's, that's a great question. I'm going to go, I'm going to lean more to the side of the, the, the player as in playing. If, if he is healthy enough, you got to play him. That's what we sign up for. You know this. Yep. Like, I might be banged, I might be hurt, you know, but, but if I'm ready to go, I can go. And that's why you pay us. They have, like you talked about, they have a contract, a big contract. I get it. But in this game, I've learned you can move any deal you want to move. You get a player you want. You talked about Caleb Williams. I had the, 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 um, the blessing to meet this young man at dinner last weekend or last week. And super smart. Oh, my God. So mature. I would love to see him with the Cardinals, right? I'm not a super big fan of Little Man, Little Man as in Kyler Murray. 
right? But I think he's good enough where he has so much talent that a, a, a team that needs a quarterback, they can say, you know what? I can improve him. We see it all the time in the NFL. Guys like Carson Wentz. Keep getting jobs. Keep getting jobs because they think that, okay, he's a first-round draft, he has some talent. I could change him. That quarter didn't do good for him. I could do better for him. So if I'm the Cardinals, I play it out. I let him play. And then depending on what he does, you might move. If, if your team is, is, is losing, right, and you see, oh, we might get this first pick, mm-hmm. come on now because then you can actually bargain the, um, the trade you have with the Texans. I don't think Texas is going to be that good this year. They're still young. Still young. For future. But you can bargain that, that draft pick. That I learned this from Howie Roseman. Yep. Come on now and go out there and get your Caleb Williams. I mean, we don't know when he's going to be back. So if it's towards the end of the season and it's looking like it's desperate, yeah, because we don't really have a timeline on when he's going to be back, then maybe I, you consider playing that, that tanking game. Also, I mean, it's just awful for fans. It's not really good business to tank for an entire season. We've seen it before, but it's you also have to program the team out of the mindset and the energy of losing, too. Like, there, there are some repercussions to putting yourself in that position. And the Cardinals love to draft a new quarterback. So it's not, it's not off the <laughs> board, but I think you have For to be years. in a position where you're really like, it's toward the end of the season, you're, you're almost rushing him back. But it's like it's an ACL, you know? You, you come back from ACLs. It's not ACL the ain't the same no more. It's not. No. It's ACL. I mean, like, I, like nope. you know, I tore my ACL. You see me out here cutting on no. a dime. No, seriously. You can come back. Yeah. What dimes have you been Have cutting? you ever worn these heels? You want to try, you wanna try you, shoes? You, what dimes? You want to try shoes? I haven't seen you Put cut. Put them on the table, Mr. I haven't seen you <laughs> cut on one dime. You see me walking these heels up and down these steps. You, the first day you building. come back, you start hating on my dog. Yeah. Yo, look, we had no hating when you was going. Yeah, Don't start that now. Everyone's getting long. Okay, when we return, we'll see if we can sing Kumbaya. Oh, it's not going to happen on this topic. Nope, not Remember, on this block. Remember, Sean Payton Ooh. ripped Nathaniel Hackett, offensive coordinator for the Jets. But Aaron Rodgers having none of it. Did Aaron Rodgers come comments cross Man. the line? That's next. You, you, gonna hate you ain't never seen the, the coach put the glove. Hey college football fans, Joel Klatt here, and I am so happy to announce my new interview series, The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday, we will bring you a candid conversation with the most influential voices in college football. From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football. Download The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to the new Joel Klatt Show YouTube channel. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. 
So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. War of words have been flying between Broncos and Jets. Now, Sean Payton, head coach of the Broncos, he ripped Nathaniel Hackett recently, saying, quote, one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. I really couldn't believe it when I read that the first time. Now, Hackett is currently Aaron Rodgers' offensive coordinator, and the four-time MVP Rodgers had his coaches back. Y'all got to take a listen. It made me feel bad that someone who's accomplished a lot in the league is that insecure that they have to take another man down to set themselves up for some sort of easy fall if it doesn't go well for that team this year. I thought it was way out of line and appropriate, and I think he needs to keep uh, my coach's names out of his mouth. Hey, Rod, he's getting younger, though. Hey. Don't let the great fool you. Don't you keep my name out of your mouth. He was talking a little Ooh. spicy. One, to call another individual, another grown man, insecure is already, it's a shot. Yeah. And then he said he need to keep my coach's name out of his mouth. Another shot. That's, now, like, that's like the mob tie talk right there. Straight up. Joy, did Aaron Rodgers cross the line with his comments? No. No, not at all. That's his guy. That's his guy. And look, I have no problem with what Sean Payton said. Because as far as I can see and read, he ain't tell not one lie. see one lie. But... If Aaron, it's like he put some energy out. Aaron want to match that energy? Okay. Like, it's not like it came out of nowhere and Aaron's just like, keep my name out your mouth. Like, his, I mean, his name was in his mouth. So it's, it's all very accurate. A lot of accuracy <laughs> is going on around here. And Sean can handle it. And that's part of the reason why I think Sean walked it back. Because there's like some codes in businesses, in pretty much all business, where if you know, if you call somebody out, you're inviting a certain amount of attention, mm. for one. And two, the other people, your peers, might not like that you have put someone's name in, their, in your mouth or addressed a certain type of situation, even if you are right. If somebody goes out and has a, you know, horrible job calling a game or something, you're not going to see a lot of people in our business come out and drag them for their performance. The one thing I will push back on, though, and I understand Aaron Rodgers, you know, standing up for his guy. That's, I have no problem with that whatsoever. That's, that's what he should do, really. The one thing, though is I think sometimes when really colossal breakdowns happen, like what happened with the Broncos, we sort of all just, we don't want to talk too much about how bad it was, right? We don't want to bang on somebody. We don't want to make too big of a deal of it. And sometimes it gets lost how bad it actually was. Mm -hmm. Conceivably, that year could cost Russ the Hall of Fame. Like, it was that bad of a year. And when coaches get fired, we only talk about the head coach getting fired. We don't talk about the long list of people that are also losing their jobs and the families that have to move and the players that had a relationship with that guy that they might have brought in or they were developing that now have to pivot their entire career or many other repercussions that come from that one person doing a really bad job. So I'm not saying that he, Nathaniel Hackett, deserves to continuously get piled on, but Sean Payton told the truth. It was a disaster. Yeah, yeah. And... Maybe Sean walked into a bigger pile than he was planning on walking into. <laughs> now that he got in the building, he was like, wow, I thought it was bad. And now I know it is so much worse than I thought it was. I do think that he walked it back because somebody came to him and was like, hey, 
you know, you know how it is. We don't, you know what I mean? Whatever, whatever. You champagne, you ain't on Fox. <laughs> Wait, so he said. Because I'm going to do, do it for you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, I, I'm with you, Joy, wholeheartedly on everything you just said. Now, I agree with what Sean Payton said. Sean Payton didn't tell not one lie. Furthermore, Sean Payton didn't call Nathaniel Hackett by name. He said it was one of the worst coaching jobs collectively because coaching implies head coaching, assistant coaching, coordinating. Every coach that was in that building had by Nathaniel Hackett. Right. It was one of the worst jobs I've ever seen. Why did Sean Payton say that? Well, duh, you want to protect, protect the self-esteem of the current Broncos players. Because if it wasn't Hackett, then it was me, mm, Russell Wilson. Right. And right. if it wasn't me... Then it was Hackett. Right. So Sean Payton just wanted to make it abundantly clear, hey, it wasn't the players in this locker room, one of the worst head coaching jobs I've ever seen. Now, as for Aaron Rodgers, I'm with it, Shady. Reason being, Nathaniel Hackett, he can't snap back at Sean Payton. He doesn't have the resume. Who are you, Nathaniel Hackett? As a head coach, you were abysmal. Yeah. The most you've ever done is be a great offensive coordinator for Green Bay Packers teams that didn't even make it to the dance. So Aaron Rodgers has to step in for Nathaniel Hackett because Nathaniel Hackett can't go with Sean Payton himself because he's not on level resume. playing fields. That's smart, yeah. His resume's not the same. Yeah. But Aaron Rodgers going to walk into the hall, too. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers got a Super Bowl like Payton got a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So Rodgers can fix his lips and say, hey, keep my coach's name out your mouth because Hackett knows he can't fight that fight. You know what? I, I love it, though. And I don't think A-Rod was out of line. I just think, listen, in life, I'm, I learned this, right? You got things where you're going to be a, a better person and, and walk away, or you can respond. Mm -hmm. A-Rod wanted to respond for his coach. You can tell that him and Hackett has a special yeah. relationship, right? Mm -hmm. he, he talks about him all the time. And, and, and as I look at Sean Payton, just knowing him, he's a competitor. And I truly think that he just was speaking honestly. Like, you know what? At, when I took this job, I didn't know what to expect. I know they got Russell uh, Wilson there. I know they got some good defense players. They had a bad time with, with the offense and some bad, you know, um, play. But then when he probably got this, like, wow, it's, it's worse than I thought. Mm -hmm. So knowing that he probably spoke on it. Now, he probably should be more professional because he, he's, like A-Rod said, he's a bigger guy. He, he's a big-time coach. You don't have to, to, to stoop down to talk about another, you know, a team or another coach. But I love it. I'm here for that. And if he don't want to talk about it, I will. If they're bad this year, I'm going to speak about it. Yeah. Because I'm going to have my Fox hat on. I'm going to have my speak hat on. And I'm going to speak. I'm going to speak about it. Um, Joy, you saw Sean Payton earlier today said it was done. He said, do you, people are saying that Sean Payton is incredibly strategic, that this might have been some sort of mental chess game that he's playing. Do you think it was all that, or you think it was just Sean Payton being honest with his assessment of what happened in Denver? Like? No, I think he was just being honest. Because if he was being strategic about it, I don't think he would have bothered to walk it back. Mm. I really think he walked in the building and was like, Oh I got to fix all this. Like, I thought I was just was about to do this. I got to build this thing from the ground up again. I, again, again. So I think he was just, I think he, he was being honest. Sean is a very straightforward guy. I think he did, you know, he said he still had his Fox hat on. I think he was just talking and he, he wasn't really, he wasn't back into the coach speak of things where he doesn't call out other yeah. teams and doesn't put up bulletin board material. Like that's just, it's not very common of coaches specifically to do that. What else is fascinating? though I, you know sometimes and this happens a lot on social media on twitter when you tweet something out and you think like oh yeah everybody thinks that like you just tweet out like uh crawford top 10 boxer of all time better or less that right you say something and it's like oh surely everybody thinks that right. then you check social media and people going at your head daniel jones right dan sure saquon barkley's a driving force of the giants check social media and all giants fans are coming to joy's net i think sean payton did that about the broncos 
I think Sean Payton was sitting here like, yeah, one of the worst coaching jobs in history. Surely we, we all agree, right? Right, right. right. And then it got back to like, oh, this was below the belt. This was a cheap shot. Shouldn't have been said. Y'all play each other week five. Why bulletin board material? I really think, Joy, that's what happened. I think Sean Payton said something that he thought was objectively factual, right. and then everybody got sensitive. Can I ask you this for a second? What if Russell bought out this year, though? What if he just bought out? Like, the Russell, you know, then what? You gonna feel like the worst job was... Black. Come on, Black. yeah. Black. So, and that's part of the it's reason possible. why it is possible. Well, let's be honest. Both these teams better be really good this year. True. Yeah. Both of them. Both of them. Well, 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 hold on. No, and no. If, and if, if no, the no, Broncos no. aren't good, the, Bron- the Broncos don't have to be as good as the Jets. No, because they, because they like they, like, they go underneath the radar. We didn't talk about the Broncos since the hiring of Sean um, Payton, Payton and, 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 and then now. <laughs> yeah. No, so I, they get a little pass. They, they have a little bit of a pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I think we'll be able to see if Russ is back or not. Mm -hmm. Like, if if the Broncos as a whole aren't singing just yet, that's fine. But we need to see Russ get back to look more like Russ. I agree with you there. But both of them better have growth. I agree. So there's there's pressure on both of them. But I'm with you. If Russ is amazing this year... Sean can have Hackett's name in his mouth all he wants to. What if if it's just good, though? I don't need the Russ to even be like the old Russ. Because I think that when you're with a, a, a really, really good coach... And an offensive coordinator like a Sean um, Payton. Yeah. You don't have to be great. He's going to put you in, in position to win, right? To be efficient, to get on the third down, to make these plays. I don't think he's going to go out there and be like an MVP this type is of candidate. This fascinating. There are so many ways for a quarterback to be looked at as great. Yep. You can individually, statistically ball. Yep. And we'll all be like, oh, yo, he's great. Yeah. Or your team can play really well. That's true. And we'll be like, oh, no, he's great. Russell Wilson, he just has to pick one of the two. Right. Either statistically, individually, go crazy, or let the Broncos be 11 and 6. Let the Broncos be 12 and 5. Let the Broncos be even 10 and I was, 7. I was about to say, yeah, you're getting crazy. Yeah, 10 is good. Crazy. They were, bro. They're bad, bad. I bet every game against them. <laughs> Once I seen how they were, I'm like, oh, they battling with the Seahawks? Oh, yeah, lay that money out. <laughs> Joy, I got a question for you. What not enough people, I think, are really paying attention to is the change of Aaron Rodgers. Y'all do realize Aaron Rodgers stood up for his coach. Aaron Rodgers typically hadn't done that. Remember, Aaron Rodgers called out his coaches in the past. Matt LaFleur, after the 2020 season, <laughs> lost to LaShawn McCoy's Bucks. So LaShawn McCoy's Bucks were headed to win a Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers, he doesn't hang out with young teammates. Romeo Dobbs, third-round pick of the Packers last year, said, I did not hang out with Aaron Rodgers outside the facility. But now Aaron Rodgers is defending coaches. Hanging out with young teammates along with old teammates alike. Aaron Rodgers is showing up for OTAs. This Aaron Rodgers is completely different than the Aaron Rodgers last year in Green Bay. Are you buying it? How long does it last? Where do you stand on it? Have you noticed it? What's your thought? Oh, yeah, we've noticed it. He's, he's doing something different. I, I think he maybe has changed a little bit. I think, you know, when you get out of a situation, you've been in it for a long time, you unappreciated. You know what I mean? They kind of played you a little bit. You just, you know, you get out into a new city. It's New York. The lights are bright. Yeah. Everyone's happy you're there. Everyone's excited, saying nice things about you. It's, 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 this is a honeymoon period. Yeah. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. This is yeah. so awkward. It's yeah. the most awkward thing I've ever watched. Yeah, he, like, buying him with change. I mean, yeah, he loves it. But, but you know what? I'll Doesn't say this. that hug? <laughs> he, he, he looks like he's, he's happy to be there. Yes. I, I remember, like, being traded. And I was so angry, like, how you trade me? And then when I get to the, the, to the Buffalo Bills, I'm like, oh, they, they want me here. They're happy to see me. Mm-hmm. And if, if, you, if you recall, when he was even talking about going to the Jets 
All the young players, they talked about it, tweeting about it. We want him, we want him. So they want you there. Then he gets there. Not only was the tweets, they're showing it. Yeah. The coaches, the players, they buying them gifts. They going to games. I'm sure it was like, oh, hey guys, I'm going to the game today. You want to go? I'm sure it was like, yo, we going to the game. Hey, where you want to go? Yeah, boom, bet. Then you know what? I like these guys. Now he's repaying the favorite. Y'all want to go to the game, and it becomes a bonding thing. So I, I think I love the new A Rod. Even going to, to, to training camp, or not training camp, mini camps, OTAs, you don't, want, you don't have to do that. But they want him there, and he wants to be with the team, so why are you looking at me like it's that? It's very different to be. Why are you looking at me like this? Because I'm wondering this, Shady. I'm wondering if it's... Um, the blue? Are blue you pass. more... Are, is it say more about the Packers or the Jets? this new Aaron Rodgers? Is it say more about, you've been traded, well, I've been traded before too, I guess, but you've been traded Eagles, B Bills. Does this change say more about Packers? It's both. You know why it's both? Because I think one is, when you're there for so long, it gets redundant, it's like, all right, I'm here again. And it's always up and down with the management. It's like, oh, you drafted my replacement, I'm mad about that. Oh, contract, up and down. Then you go to a new place where they haven't had an Aaron Rodgers. See, the Packers haven't had an Aaron Rodgers before. Nothing new, they had that. You go to the, the Jets, and they had that. It's been a long time. So now we have this guy in the building. We want to show him how much we care about him. And then when you have that feeling, you know, if you, you're, you're somewhere that you like and you love, you play better. You do better. In Green Bay, he was tolerated. With the Jets, he's being celebrated. Mm, I like to say, say it one time. Like you said boy, that. that. In Green Bay, Ooh, do your thing, he was girl. tolerated. Uh -huh. In New York, he's being celebrated. Holla. It's a different experience. Yeah. And he's leaning into it. Also, it's entirely plausible that he's excited about playing football again. It wasn't, it was a kind of a toxic situation in Green Bay. And, and the season was bad last year. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't really great last year on top of it. For whatever well. the reasons it was. He was, you know, maybe he was hurt. It was just not playing well. He might just be in a situation now where it's a new experience. He spent his entire career in one place. He's experiencing something new and leaning into it. Like, that's, that's, a, that's a very huge He gave 30-something million dollars up. You back. know he loves it over there. What are y'all yeah. talking? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 30 million? That's in my pocket already? That's a lot of money. You know he loves to beat it. That's crazy. It's yeah. a lot of money. That's I have to crazy. give him credit. That's a new A-Rod. A-Rod ain't doing that. No. First of all, that's a crazy amount of money for anyone, A-Rod or anyone, to get back. Especially when it's guaranteed money. Guaranteed. Like, this was in the bank. With Devontae Adams, he took that 50 and said, yo, y'all try to get him a deal. Instead of saying, you know what? Get him done first, and then I'll get my money. So he a different A-Rod. He a different A-Rod, and we will see what that means. Well, get this. Dak Prescott is going to be calling things differently than he ever has before. CeeDee Lamb says the playbook will officially be in Dak Prescott's hands. We'll break down oh. why that is such a big deal and if that is better for the Cowboys next. No wonder Nick Sirianni is so happy. He heard, okay, now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Well, Dak Prescott coming off a season that fell short with rewards. He threw 15 interceptions, but they didn't beat the Bucs, won a playoff game, ended up falling short in their playoff run. But his teammates have not lost confidence in him. CeeDee Lamb said, quote, all the offense is in Dak's hands now, adding, quote, however he feels versus the coverage. If he likes the matchup, we're going to call that play. 
Shady, it's interesting, right? You know, sometimes a quarterback is given a lot. They're given the whole playbook. Hey, you can check at the line of scrimmage, most notably Peyton Manning. He could do essentially whatever he wanted to do based on the coverage. Right. Other times, quarterbacks are just given the call based on what the offensive coordinator or the head coach relays, and that quarterback has to run the play that is called given one to two checks at the line of scrimmage. But now the Cowboys are saying... It's all in Dak's hands now, regardless of what he sees, what coverage he can call, what he wants to call. Do you like the Cowboys giving Dak more responsibility? I'm going to say yes. I'm, I'm going to say yes, right? When I look at that Prescott, I'm tired of people making excuses for him. Okay. It seems like right now that they're putting the whole offense on him. You know what? We're going to make you accountable. We're going to make you more responsible this offense. When you pay a guy so much money, and you pay a guy $40 million, we don't want no game managers. You can pay anybody to do that, mm-hmm. right? You can, you can pick anybody up to do that. And now I think that when you have a guy like that press time, you have that team, man, you know how good that offensive team is? You know how good that defensive team is? So now when you put the, 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 the ball in his hands, you say, okay, we're not going to be conservative. We're going to let you control the offense. You, you, the plays you want, you got it. The stuff you want to do, go ahead and do it. Now, it, it, so when things don't work out, you got one person to blame. And it won't be everybody coming at LaShawn McCoy. It's going to see, we, in the beginning of the year, we said we're going to give Dak more responsibility to the offense. Like you talked about all the top quarterbacks. They do that. The offense is going through Patrick Mahomes, good or bad. It's going through him. Joe Burrow, the offense is going through him. Josh Allen, we talk about the picks he, he does and how he gets crazy songs with interceptions and, and turnovers. The offense is through him. So when they do good, it's him. When they do bad, it's him. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott is the first time I think since I've been watching the Cowboys, that the offense is truly going to grow through him. And now the world will see, is he a baller or is not? The world will see, Joy, not sure what we expect to see, but do you Oh, I know what's going to happen. We'll get to that later. Do you like the Cowboys giving Dak more responsibility? I love it. What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing, want different results. Over and over, and expecting different results. That's what the Cowboys always do. It's always this person's fault, it's this person's fault, this happened. This this coach, this coordinator. All right, fine, enough. Mike McCarthy's calling the plays. Dak Prescott gets to run the offense. Ta-da! We'll have the answer at the end of the year. Personally, I love it. I'm with you. I don't got to argue with no one no more. Please give the full, this is is all you. It's all you, dog. All you. Don't come back over here. You ever be in a situation where someone, you know someone is so wrong, and I'm not saying this isn't going to work, but you know somebody, like, they just like, no, you got to do it this way, you got to do it this way. And you're like, no, it's... It's not going to work. And they're like, no, 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 do it this way. Do it this way. You're like, you know what? You got it. Go ahead. Yep, yep. You got it. Nah. You got it. But this is actually a a win-win for the the Cowboys. Because if Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott take over the offense, Mike McCarthy's calling the plays, and Dak Prescott is running the offense, and he has full control over what he wants to do, and it's successful, you look like a genius. You look like a genius. Perfect. Great. This is all we needed to do, was just turn it over to Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott. If it doesn't work, you have your answer. Mike McCarthy isn't the right person for the job. And Dak Prescott isn't going to improve moving forward. Mm. So now we can decide if we have to restructure the contract. Because, listen, his contract is a disaster for them. But like you said earlier, any contract can be moved. Things can be worked out. You know what the answer is for the future. So it's an absolute win-win for the Cowboys. Give them all the responsibility. If it works, hallelujah. We finally got over the hump. We're finally the Cowboys that we've pitched to America year after year for the last 30 years. And if it fails, you have the answer. But you know what I was thinking about when I heard this, that, 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 um, the, uh, the interview? That, uh, who, was it? who said it? C.D. Lamb said it? Mm-hmm. C.D. And I was reading, I said, wow, McCarthy's a genius. He's a genius. <laughs> because now he's fighting for his, his job. Let's talk about it for a second. This Cowboys team is super talented on both sides of the ball. Yep. So, because it's never the defense. The defense, they hold a part up. 
right? Majority of the time. Yeah, hold it down. So now, if the office doesn't do well, and they're losing, and it's picks, and et cetera, and et cetera, because they, they, they got rid of um, Kellen Moore, mm-hmm. right? Kellen Moore, yeah. Kellen Moore, I'm sorry. Kellen Moore, he was kind of an excuse. Anyway, who you going to blame now? McCarthy, he'll have his job. Hey, hey, look, Jerry, look. The, the guy you paying the $40 million also, I'll put the office in his hands. It ain't me. <laughs> it ain't me. Think about it, though, for a second, though. His job is going to be safe. Here's what's fascinating to me. I will say, if the Cowboys are going to go all the way, this is the way they're going to have to do it. Okay. You have to bank on Dak Prescott being more versed in this system than any other quarterback. You really think about it. In the NFC, you have Matthew Stafford, but Matthew Stafford is coming back from an injury. You have Jalen Hurts, but truth be told, Jalen Hurts has only started two seasons in the National Football League. So it's not like Jalen Hurts is nearly veteran enough as it pertains to football IQ. Kirk Cousins, he's in his second year of his offense under Kevin O'Connell. If you've watched Netflix's quarterback, he was very unfamiliar with the offense just last year. Derek Carr, he's just now joined the Saints. Bryce Young, he's a rookie. Daniel Jones in his second year of the offense, and we know what many people think about Daniel Jones. Sam Howell of the Washington Commanders, he has a new offensive coordinator, and he's in his first year as a starter. When you Think about the NFC. Mm. I didn't even mention Jordan Love, his first year as a starter. Or the rookie out there in the 49ers. None of them. Brock Mm. Purdy has missed the whole offseason. He's not even had an offseason as a starter in training camp. Yes. That Prescott should be the most intelligent as it pertains to football IQ and healthy. That combination of intelligence and health. He should be the most intelligent and healthy quarterback in the NFC. Yeah. So if you want to maximize your advantage, Joy, I simply think about our greatest advantage over every other opponent in the NFC should be at quarterback. There should only be maybe one quarterback in Jalen Hurts that's better than us. And if you ask any Cowboys fan, they would dispute that. So you should maximize your advantage. Yeah. That's Dak Prescott. That's his veteran presence. That's his intellect. That, I think, is the only way the Cowboys can get where they want to go. You keep using this word over and over and over again. Should. Why do you keep saying should? She want to see it. She want to know. Should. What is should? It's, it's, the same, it's the same word that we're using when we we're talking about Daniel Jones. No, I think Dak Prescott is markedly better than Daniel Jones. Kind of. But just because you paid somebody doesn't mean that they are what you pay them. Every team has to pay certain positions. Right. right? We, we know that every, every player that's paid a certain amount of money isn't necessarily as good as somebody else who's of paid course. the same. Oh, you, have a, you, have a, you have a roster and you have money and you pay the players that are on your team. That's just not how it works. So... Should Dak Prescott be the second-best quarterback in the NFC? Yes. Should he be the most experienced? Should he have, have the most uh, football intellect? Should, 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 should. Yes. Why aren't we saying he does? Mm. That's, that's the question mm. that the Cowboys mm. have to good face point. right now. Cut it up, cut it but up, the, cut it up. The only reason we're not saying he does is because he doesn't have the postseason success to prove it. Regular season success, many could suggest he does. Absolutely. There's the, but that's yeah. why yeah. I've always defended Dak being in the position that he's in now, particularly with his money. Because Dak Prescott earned that contract through the regular season success that he had for the Cowboys. Having somebody who is available, which for the most part Dak had been. Had been, yep. Wins games during the regular season. He did. Puts you in a position to win the division. He did. Get to the postseason. Oh. For most teams, that's, a, that's just cool, cool. We're in the postseason almost every year? Great. Especially if you're the Cowboys. But if you're talking about getting to the next level, he hasn't shown the ability to take the Cowboys there yet. What are we talking about? Are we talking about the Cowboys potentially winning the division right. or making the playoffs again? Shh, yeah, of course the Cowboys should be in the postseason, particularly when you look around the NFC this year. Because of Dak Prescott. But is he going to be the reason why they take them to the next step? That is the question. And that's what the money 
should, 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 <laughs> should yeah, be. No, for sure. Shady, how come that press, many people said that Greg Roman was handcuffing Lamar Jackson. You played yeah. for Greg Roman, yeah. I played against Greg Roman. They said that his offense was handcuffing Lamar Jackson. Right. Could the same thing be said about Dak Prescott? Oh, my God. Could it be said in, How? The, in the sense that... How? Well, Dak... His is, last quarter was the, is legit. Could it be said Tell that... Dak, is legit. Dak has never had the freedom at the line of scrimmage that CeeDee Lamb is now uh, is suggesting he's about to have. Can I be honest? Be honest. And I, I feel like every time I talk about the Cowboys, it's like Shady's hating. It's not he's being honest, right? The problem is, it is Dak. When I, when, I, when I look at the Cowboys' offense, like, I don't know if I want him to have full control. I said I liked it for the Cowboys. I like him having full control for the Cowboys, right? Because I'm an Eagle fan. So the, <laughs> but I don't know if I want Dak Prescott having the full control because I, truly, not? I don't trust him like that. I don't. I, when I watch him play against other legit quarterbacks, we all people say he's a top 10 quarterback. But when you start cutting up the, cutting up the quarterbacks of top 10, Talent-wise, he's nowhere near some of these quarterbacks, to be honest. To have full control, it's only about a couple quarters that have full control of the offense. And I don't think Dak is in that, that elite that group of them. So, like, I think he needs a coordinator to help him out. Hey, let's try to do this. Let's try to do that. Let's try to make the game easier for him. But the problem is, is that, one, he plays for the big, one of the biggest brands and, and teams in the NFL. World. And two, it's like, okay, when the bright lights are on, he shines bright when he messes up because he's the only piece that's lacking. We watched the Niners game. He was the only position I was lacking. Think about it. So now if you give him full control, we're going to see that more often than, than, than not. I, I guess. I don't like that move. I don't like it, but we like don't see. Like how many quarterbacks actually have full control of the offense? Like just. Josh. You I'll got about Joe. Four to six. About four to six. So about that's what I'm saying. Six. So when you put him in that group, he's not that good to be doing that. Them dudes are special. Everybody we talk about that, that has a shorter offense, they are special. But Shady, we cannot but say that Dak do, is special. Even if you do have, like, full control of the offense, to me that just means that the coach trusts you in a moment to make a, a, a split-second decision to make a play. Patrick Mahomes throwing a no-look pass. Joe Burrow. Josh Allen. Like, situations like that. Like, to me, football, there's so many components to an offense and to the game of football. Having full control of the offense, that doesn't sound like smart for most of the league. Like, you want to have yeah, but, people but, delegated but, but and, and guide you through a game. If it depends okay. on how, how much you trust the intellect of that QB. Right, right. Because when, when you're talking full control, at least as I interpret it, is sometimes if you know the entirety of the playbook, you can get to the line of scrimmage and you can really call whatever check is necessary right. based upon the playbook. Whatever you want. Basic control is, okay, Acho, they give you a call. You got this call, and if they come out and empty, you can check to this right. call. Right. You only got two calls. Yeah. But when I had full control of the defense, oh, you called this coach? You called uh, even cover three? Nah, we can't run cover three. They got four vertical options. We got to check out a cover three to cover four. Some players mm. don't have that yeah. control. Yes, yes. Other players do. Yes. Right. Dak, they're implying he now has the control at the line of scrimmage yep. to put the team in whatever you can put the team in. Because on most offenses, you want to have alerts, right? Mm -hmm. Alerts, you can change to whatever you want to be, right? Mm. But I've been there with dudes like Patrick Holmes when, yo, we didn't talk about no huddle, right, um, coming up to the game. And then we get in the game, second quarter, he, he might see something. Running it. No huddle, let's yep. go. I'm like, oh, oh. the okay. coach ain't called that. <laughs> yeah. right. That's what we're doing? That's what we're doing. Tom Brady's another one, though. Even though um, um, Brian Leftwich and Tom Brady worked the office together, 
There was points of time where he's checking all that stuff. They, we get in the huddle, he's calling that. Next thing you know, Brady's doing his own thing. We're going to run the ball. We're going to yeah. run the ball. Run the ball. Okay, now we're doing screens. Like, so as a quarterback, when you have that much control to do what you want, you don't want every quarterback getting that power. But, but don't you think, to me, though, it comes down to this, and I really love this conversation. We'll move momentarily. If you trust the quarterback's mind, okay. forget the body. Okay, the mind. If you trust the quarterback's mind, you want that power. I recall Shady being in a situation. It was third and six. The offense came out, and they were in shotgun. They were in 10 personnel. That means 10 wide receivers. That yeah. means four wide receivers, no tight end, just one running back. 10 personnel. Our Square. coach called... A, a, a nickel package, so we only had three defensive linemen, two linebackers, and six DBs. He called a blitz that was a pass call, Joy, because the offense came out Before, in a pass right, 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 right. But I knew they weren't passing. I knew they were going to run QB power. Problem. I didn't have full control of the defense. So coach called Rocket Pop 44. It's just a, a stunt, essentially a drop four coverage. If they run the ball, which I knew they were going to True. do, they will score. Right. I knew they would score if they ran the ball. And lo and behold, they ran the ball. I couldn't do anything because I didn't have full control. Mm. But if I had full control, oh, I can check us out of there instantly, right. get us in something that will stop that. If you trust Dak's intellect, uh, 2-5, if you trust his intellect, Joy, I think this is the only way they can I don't think, it's not that I don't trust Dak's intellect, I think Dak is a very smart guy. He's shown that he has the ability to run and command this team, like especially during the regular season. Again, it's not about the regular season for the Cowboys. He's, he's shown the ability to do that. He's won games in the league. He's put them in the position to win the division, like get to the postseason, and won postseason games. So that's not my question with him. Dak Prescott is paid, first of all, yeah. to be a certain type of player. Yeah. This team – is loaded with talent on both sides. On yes, both sides. On. So the responsibility then becomes, are you able to win the big game? Yeah. Are you able to make the decision in the moment to get them to the next level? And that's what we have to see from Dak. He's proven everything. Quick, quick question. Yes, sir. So y'all think them picks was because he had full control of the offense? Or? <laughs> I guess we'll continue. We'll, f- we'll figure it out. I don't know. I don't know who we blame the nose ones on. Okay, coming up, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs. So much going Uh-oh. on in the running back world. So I got to step into the running back room with Shady Uh-oh. McCoy and talk about what should happen with Taylor. Uh, Where we, should Jonathan uh, Dalvin Cook go? I didn't know. Other thing. We doing this on the board? Okay, <laughs> come on in. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, look, if I ever stepped into a running back room in Kyle Jordan League, they would quickly kick me out. But on this show, I get to chill in the RB room. It's LaShawn McCoy. We're talking all things running backs. This is the president of the RB room. Okay, 2-5. Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott. So much going on. Let's, Let's start go. with Let's Dalvin go. Cook. Where should Dalvin Cook land? He's a free agent, four-time pro bowler. Should it be the Jets? Should it be the Dolphins? Where should he land? You know what? I, I, I thought about the Dolphins. That was a good pick. But then I thought about the Jets. 
They got some money to give him. I mm-hmm. think all the running backs were arguing about how much money you're going to get. And he's a, a thousand yard rusher for the last yep. four years, so he needs some money. I think that when A Rod gave that, 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 uh, right back. Gave that money back, it's for running backs like him. I go there, go to a team that's going to win, that's going to compete for a championship. Why not? Break this down. Here is the why not. Because the Jets have a running back that they love in Brees Hall. I he's, know he's, he's not active. Oh, he's not active. But, but you said when you step into a room, an RB room, don't you want to claim the room knowing that it's yours, knowing that there's nobody on my level? So the difference is, is he actually, so Dalvin Cook got cut, right? And he's getting older. Yeah. Where it's not like you're bringing a young guy in the room. I think you give him a, a, a two-year deal, one year really guaranteed. Got it. Right, because you know, Brees Hall is for the future. Uh-huh. So you have your future running back that's young, but he's injured. You slow pace his, his recovery, and you bring in Cook, a veteran, for a year, and see what happens. I love it. Okay, well, speaking of veteran running backs, Ezekiel Elliott, he was the best running back in yeah. football at one point in time. Now he's on the street. He's a free ah. agent. He was spotted with Matt Jones visiting the Patriots recently. Yeah. Where do you like Zeke? You know what? I like that move for him, though. I, I, I would say go to uh, the Patriots because at, at his stage where he's at in his career, I don't see him being uh, the, the bell cow, you know, getting all the carries. And I don't see him being the same Zeke we've seen before. Yeah. Yep. So why not go to a team where you can patch your stats up, right? Or go to a team that's a winning team that has a chance to go for a championship, which he's never got to. But the only team that I really love for him is the Patriots. That's why he visits there. I think it's a good, good fit for him. Do you still think, and obviously you are the running back extraordinaire, what all does Zeke still have to offer? Is he going to play I, that LeGarrette Le- yeah. Blunt Patriots role, just put him in, in the goal line and go score a touchdown? I don't even think, I'll, at this point, he's not better than LeGarrette Blunt at that, at that point in yeah. his career. I'm going to say right now, I will match him up with two things I would do. Match him up with a really, really speed youngster and right. a young running back. Right, that's going to be for the future and him for a year or two. And him being a battering ram. I mean, he's still physical. He's still Zeke. He's still strong. He's still powerful. He gets you three yards, right? Red zone type of, uh, um, or goal line type of running back. But that's really it. When I watch him play, I don't, I don't see that juice no more. I don't see Is it. Is there a space? Because what nobody's talking about on football, not even us, Tony Pollard broke his leg yep. the last time he was out there. So the Cowboys have committed the franchise tag, $10 million, to a running back right. coming off a broken leg. Yeah. Does it make sense for Zeke to potentially go back to Dallas? Oh, or? whoa, whoa. You can't go back. You can't be with the face of the franchise, Ezekiel Elliott from Ohio State, right? Leave, get cut. They come back to be, the, to be the backup. Oh, whoa, whoa. We can't do that. Okay, can't do it's that. It's a thing called ego, and we all have it. Hello? <laughs> Okay, well, speaking of ego, there's a battle of egos in the Colts. Ooh, Jonathan Taylor, yeah. superstar running back. Truth. 1,800 yards this sophomore season. But owner Jim Irsay is like, yeah. look, after your third year, we're not negotiating. But not only that, we're not trading you. What should Jonathan Taylor do? Hasn't reported to camp yet. He didn't pass his physical. Listen, what should he do? I talked to his agent a month ago. He's talking about the leverage. And the biggest leverage is... You have, a, you have a quarterback that you drafted in the top 10, yeah. right? Really, really good, but for the future. The best thing for him is a defense and a great running game. And we all know what this man right here can do for a running game. Yeah. That's the leverage. You got to pay. I'm the best player on the offense. And listen, if you don't want to trade me, what am I going to do? Because listen, like you talked about, my back hurts. My hamstring hurts. I'm hurt. I can't play. Pay this man. I, I truly believe that the Colts, they will come to an agreement where they will get him a deal. Maybe the deal that he doesn't want. Maybe the deal that they don't want. But they come in the middle, they meet in the middle, and they get a contract done for him. Given the fact, though, Shady, that Saquon Barkley, he didn't get the bread that he wants. Yeah, yeah. Josh Jacobs, he didn't get the bread that he wants. Is Jonathan Taylor, can he get the bread that he wants? The difference is, and I hate to say this, I think Saquon is an is a extreme talented player. 
He's not him though. He's not him. He, he's a, yeah. This guy right here, he reminds me of them, them Adrian Peterson. Yep. Right, right. Christian McCaffrey. He's in that element. That group. The Lashawn McCoy's. He's in that group. <laughs> so you gotta pay him like that. And the running back market is always going to be the top guys that make the big, big money, and then it, sl- it slowly goes down where they don't make as much. And he should get paid at the top of the, at the charts because he's that good. If not the Colts, do you see somebody else saying, you know what, we'll take you on? Like, will somebody trade for him given the hey, fact that they only this, have this one more year thing, on though. his deal? The, 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 the Colts are not going to let him go. That's stupid. Listen, in football, the best players – and after their first contract, they never hit the market. Majority of them. They always get an extension. Yeah. Think about the great players. They get an extension. Yeah. You know why? You don't want your best player leaving your team at that age. He's still young. They doing this talking, and I get it. The team is always not trying to pay. The player always wants money. But they always find a way to get a deal done. Because he's too good to let him go. No doubt about it. Well, you would want to say that Josh Jacobs is too good to be let Ooh, he's go. A beast too. Right no, now, no. he's not in camp yeah. because the Raiders, they did not choose to give him the bread that he wants. He hasn't even signed the franchise tag. Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing last year. Yeah. What's going on? What should I, he do? I, I spoke to him. He told, you know what he told me? That they didn't even offer him a contract. I couldn't believe that. But then again, Joey always talks about dysfunctional organizations, and we're talking about that with the Raiders. Yeah. That's what they are. So the best thing for him is really it's a lose-lose because, okay, he can't get a contract. It's over. He got to sign a tag. But one thing he can get, though, give him that incentivized contract. Yep. Give him incentives. You gave Saquon Barkley incentives. I didn't like it, but you gave him. He can get some extra money. So how about this? Listen, he's already going to make $10 million no matter what happens for the tag. Let's give me some, I don't know, 5 or $6 million where I can make for incentives. Maybe give me some yards or a team success, whatever it may be. Give him the chance to make some extra money. And if he does that, give him that money for that year and then hopefully get him a contract because he's that good. He... He actually is. This segment was that good. And I didn't get kicked out the running back room for the first time in my life. He he kept me in here. Okay, when we return, we got to talk about two things. Number one, superstar Joe Burrow, calf injury. Should the Bengals be worried? Superstar Jalen Ramsey, he also got injured. How much does that impact the Dolphins? Ah. Next on Speak. Don't go anywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, family, we've got to head to Cincinnati because this was huge, and I mean huge news. All eyes on Joe Burrow after after he suffered a right calf strain last week. Bengals head coach Zach Taylor said he'll miss several weeks, but he did not say if he'll miss any regular season games. Shady, bringing us on camera, I am I'm a little bit worried about the Bengals, yeah. not because I don't love Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow's a top three quarterback in the National Football League, but because I still think, and Joe Burrow has proven, that training camp, it means a lot to him and his performance. I believe last year he missed a lot of time with an appendectomy. Oh, yeah, yeah. He had like appendicitis, something was going on. Missed some time. Remember, week Mm -hmm. one, lost to Joy Taylor Steelers. Joe Burrow threw an unheralded four interceptions. Week two, lost to the Dallas Cowboys. Bengals started off 0-2. If not for that, they would have had home field advantage throughout the playoffs and would have been able to host the Chiefs instead of play on the road against the Chiefs. I'm a little bit worried about the Bengals starting off slow in a very muddied AFC. That's why this injury concerns me. How worried are you about the Bengals? I'm worried about it. I mean, first of all, 
I've, I've sprained my calf before, right? And I didn't have the same reaction that he did. And I was like, is it something more than that? And then I'm looking closely, I seen he had the sleeve. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, so something already happened previous to that. And then this must have been another injury. So I'm not sure what it is, but Joe Burrow is that good. I mean, he's, like you said, he's top three. I think he's, yeah, top three, top two, whatever you want to say. He's, he's up there. And um, he's changed... He's changed the natty. I'm going to say, yeah. not, no, not the Bengals, the whole natty. He's changed the whole natty. Where, where every year, it's like, okay, we're the only team that can, that can compete with the Chiefs. And, he, and, and he's made that possible. Nobody else but him. And I think that now it's like, we haven't seen the Bengals without Joe. And then the parts that when we did see him, they weren't very good mm -hmm. before he got drafted. Number one pick. So they're not the same team without him, so hopefully he gets back, you know. And then football, it's not, it's better with Joe Burrow. Yeah. That cool coming with the, with, with, with the glasses and the, and the cool, like it's cooler with Joe. So he's a great player. Hope he comes back healthy. Yeah, this sucks. I'm worried. Especially because you know how it is when you come into a season with something. That's another one, yes. Mm -hmm. So uh, he, it's, to me, I would really like to see him be as close to 100% once the season starts. Now, all of us, we don't know how serious it is. He's saying he's going to be back. The Bengals are downplaying it. He's going to be ready. It's going to be fine. And hopefully it is. But yeah, yeah, right. the NFL's better when Joe Bur Burrow's there. It's certainly better when Joe Burrow is playing at a high level. Mm -hmm. And also, Cincinnati is not going to do anything this year without him anything. playing right. the way that Joe Burrow plays. So it's, you know, I don't want to speak up any other kind of crazy connections, but we've all had injuries. You know how it goes, particularly when it's a lower extremity injury and it's soft tissue. You start compensating a little bit on the other side. You aren't able to work that out at the same level. You're rehabbing. You're not pushing it like that. So not that he's, you know, going to fall out of shape, but he's not going to be in training camp shape right, by right. the beginning of the season. Like, there are repercussions outside of even if he is 100% healthy to start the season to this injury. That's what I'm worried about, Shady. I, I was talking to Mike Vick three weeks ago, and he was like, man, I remember telling my coach, I think it was Andy Reid, he was like, man, I'm good. I don't need to play in training camp. I don't need to play in training camp. He said week one, 2012 versus the Browns. You were there. Yes, I, I was in Cleveland at the time. He threw like three or four picks. He was like, ah. Look at my face. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> I remember that. He was like, I might need training camp. I started thinking about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow threw 32 touchdowns to only eight interceptions last year, week three to week if 18. But the first two weeks of the season, remember, he didn't practice in camp. He only had three touchdowns and four interceptions. Four interceptions in one game, eight interceptions in the following 16 games. Mm. Training camp, at least for Joe Burrow thus far, it matters. Hopefully he gets back very quickly. But Joy, Jalen Ramsey, also superstar for the Miami Dolphins, he had surgery on his left meniscus after getting injured in training camp. Jalen Ramsey, huge addition. Remember, he was on the Rams, helped them win the Super Bowl. He was on a number two defense for the Jacksonville Jags early on in his career. Head coach Mike McDaniel of the Dolphins did not say when Ramsey will return, but he did say that Ramsey told him, quote, tell me what the timeline is and I'll beat it by a month. Close. Whoa. Joy, how worried are you about the Dolphins given this injury? I mean, you have to be. You have to be worried. You're lying if you're saying you're not worried. He's too good of a player. Yep. <laughs> like, from his own mouth, he's the best at the position. So they're, they're not completely depleted at the position, which is kind of comforting if you're the Dolphins, but you're not going to sit here in good faith and say it doesn't matter that Jalen Ramsey is not out there. We talked about this last week. Him being there, a player that can play almost positionless and have the impact and, and the fear and the presence that he has alongside Howard on the other side, it makes the whole world different. Not just, not just the defense. It makes everything easier. It's great for your defensive line. It's great for your linebackers. It changes everything. 
when you have two powerhouses in that position. So to sit here and say it doesn't matter or you're not worried, <laughs> I mean, just say it's nonsense. Like, you can't lose a player of that caliber. Now, it doesn't mean that the Dolphins aren't still going to make the playoffs. It's not, it doesn't mean that the season is over. But it is going to have an impact. And to say that it's not is just silly. I think it will have an impact. I will say, and maybe I'm lying, that I'm not that worried because I felt like Jalen Ramsey was icing on the cake. I didn't feel like he was, like, the entirety of the cake. I still believe that, like, okay, you still got Xavier Howard. You still got Javon Holland. But most importantly, here's who I'm hoping makes up for it, Vic Fangio. I'm hoping that yeah. defensive coordinator Vic Fangio can, corner, yeah. can mask any deficiency that Jalen Ramsey leaves. Now, Cam uh, Smith, I believe, second-round pick, number 51st yeah. overall. Yeah. He has to step in this year for Ramsey. Ramsey's a dog. I think Ramsey is the best player at the position. He's proven it over the last five years. But I'm hoping that Vic Fangio can mask the deficiency that Ramsey will I'm worried. I am worried because when we heard that he was going – to the Dolphins, right? How excited was everybody? Ooh. Oh, wow, wow. Him and Howard, right? So now you don't have that same effect. Yeah. Where now you, you can disguise so much different things mm-hmm. with him. Man, Ramsey is so good. You can put him outside in a slot. He can, he rushes running backs very, very well. I played against yeah. him. Like, <laughs> good size. So when you don't have him, now you put more pressure on on young rookie quarter, yeah. corners. You put more pressure on the defense line. You put more pressure on offense. I think the Dolphins are, are, are a better team when Tua's out there. Mm-hmm. But... There's been games where he wasn't that good, and he wasn't holding up his end of the stick. And the defense weren't because they're out there constantly over and over again and getting tired. So I do think this might affect him. I actually reached out to him just to make sure he was cool. He said that he'll be back soon. I mean, you know how he talks. I'll be back soon. So <laughs> hopefully, he hopefully he wins, though. Hopefully he yeah, we all hope that he is. Well, coming up, Shady, you're going to like this one. The Eagles right. have revealed the jerseys, oh, the yeah. special jerseys Kelly that Green. they will be wearing next the season. Kelly Green. We'll show you all that when we return on Speak. I only wore that jersey one time. Check in on our social life because the Kelly Green uniforms are back for the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles posted, name a better throwback uniform. Will wait. Shady, I never got to wear the Kelly Greens, man. I wore it one time. We did not win, but it looked good. It looked good. Hey, I got to hit up G, equipment manager G. I'm going to have yeah. to Yeah. Is this have your favorite throwback? Green. I mean, I know it's Shady's favorite throwback. Yeah, this one's tough. This one. The green's one. nice, right? The green oh, is. And the Dolphins throwback is tough. With the white? Dolphins throwback is tough. But this, the green is the green with the white is. And yo, crazy. shout out to Jalen Hurts with the old Tyrannal Cunningham on a magazine. Like that's my favorite. You know what? You know what my favorite throwback is though. Throwing back to earlier in the show. Like that's my favorite throwback. Whenever you what can we, throw back. Holla. Oh, 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 no. oh, y'all crazy. crazy. Did you get that's that? Crazy. Oh, y'all are crazy for that. Oh. That is crazy. But do you see the balance? Uh, that's balance. Unless the athlete would have fallen, no shade. If I didn't have my J's on, I might have left down. Unless the athlete would have fallen, America. Hey, like, I'm telling you right now, if y'all ever play me like that. Shady, this, but Shady landed. God help you. Shady stuck the landing. Come on, who? Shady stuck, who, who shady stuck the landing. This better not hit social media. <laughs> shady, come now. If you think Jordan. Jordan Poole got it bad. <laughs> right, got I, it I bad. think Jordan Poole got it bad.